That's life. That's what people say. You're riding high in April, shut down in May. One of my new favorite songs, banger. Little Frankie Sinatra. That was on the Joker soundtrack. I saw that last week. I've been listening to the soundtrack all week. King of the Couch, episode 20. I'm back in your ear holes for another week. What is it? We got... 9:43 p.m. on the clock 21st of October 2019 let's get going in today is a big day it's my father's birthday the uh, senior Gary Thompson there's no junior Gary Thompson I don't believe uh, but he is it Gary Thompson happy 59th birthday father I uh, hope you had a great day haven't seen you yet I'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks when we cross paths again I, uh, I ducked out to the surf club earlier for a couple of free pots that I had, uh, courtesy of a friend. Uh, I drank them in your honor for your birthday, so this one's for you, old boy. Episode 20. 20 episodes in. Big pat on the back for myself. I'm very proud of myself with that little milestone. What's been happening? It's been another glorious week. Um, last week, I... It was a good episode last week. I want to touch on it real quick. Episode 19, um, the number itself holds no merit whatsoever, but I talked about a few interesting things in that podcast, I thought, and the pegging. I want to touch on it really quickly. I got a lot of feedback, a lot of feedback from different people, a lot of feedback saying I'd never try that, a lot of people saying I know people that have tried that or are doing that, and then a shitload of other people that want to know who the peggers are. The pegger and the peggy, but look, podcast host, listener confidentiality, I can't release that. Um, I even joked to one person before that the whole story could be one grand scam, grand scheme, sorry, that I've made up, and I am in fact the pegger, peggy, and Bex the pegger. That's not the case, but who knows? I could, you never know. I don't know. You don't know. We'll never know. Keep guessing, people. I'll never let it, I'll never let it slip. Podcast host, listener confidentiality that's a real thing but anyway it's been a good week i mentioned last week's episode that i am going to do a little fitness challenge when i say fitness challenge it's more just like a lifestyle uh upheaval um changing my lifestyle so to speak in a lot of ways choosing better habits healthier habits so i did the gym four times last week. I said I was going to do four to five, so I did four. That's good. And look, I said I was going to do anywhere from two to three, one to three runs. I did one run last week. My legs were, I'll be honest, a little bit hammered after that and uh, just getting into it. Not really doing anything like unhealthily. Like I, I didn't drink as much. I, after last week's podcast, I had one beer left in the fridge. I drank that Monday evening. I had about one and a half glasses of red wine. I drank that Tuesday evening, I had to get that motherfucker out of the house. And then on Wednesday, I had about like not even half a bottle of rosé left in the fridge. And I got that out on the Wednesday night. I was sober as a judge on Thursday, sober as a judge on Friday. I had three schooners on Saturday at a surf club with some friends socially. And then I had a friend uh, up on Sunday who's staying up here. And then we went out. Uh, I had about seven schooners. Seven lovely crafty ale schooners. Not the Not the... The cheap local lager. It was a good local craft beer place instead. Um, I was a little bit nervous going into. It, I've got to be honest with. I had me drinking my mate, uh, my mate Devin. He's a booze hound. I'm a booze hound when I'm with him. We're booze hounds together when we're together. We always have such a good time. The conversation just flows and flows and flows. It was kind of a conversation. I wish that I had the podcast there. I'm sure it. Uh, we got more slurry as we got into the uh, into the more schooners, but a great little afternoon. We drank a lot of Larry Pale Ale, Your Mates Brewing. Check it out if you're a beer lover because they're very good beers. Uh, local Sunshine Coast mob up here. But that was it. I did say that I wasn't going to bring in any alcohol into the house. And I haven't done that. The ones that I had last week, they were already in the house. That's a technicality. They were already in the house. I had to get them out of the house. I couldn't let them sit there rot. So I had to get did my, did my duty, got them out of the house. And... I don't know when I'm going to buy alcohol again in the house. I don't know. Maybe when some friends come up, but I don't know. I think I'm just going to keep keep at this for a while because I can already feel it doing me good and I can already feel that it's 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 a new way of 
it, it look, it, it works for me. It's in my head. It makes me feel better about it. I've not quit drinking. I've just curved my routine. I'd like to say that I saved money on the weekend. I didn't because, let's be honest, drinking out of the house at bars and establishment, things like that, it's fucking expensive. It's not cheap. You know, seven, eight, nine bucks for a schooner or a pint, whatever, you, whatever your poison is. But it's, you know, it's expensive. I mean, I used to go and get a six pack for anywhere from 10 to 15 bucks. And that was my reasoning. It was like, why go out for one beer when I could get six at home? I used to think that was okay. But now like when you say it out loud and you're like, oh, that's a little bit problem problematic. But anyway, and I did have a couple of beers earlier in the night. I had two pots, two pots at the local surf club for free. Again, I had to get that freebie out of my wallet. I'm just doing my service, people. You cannot hold that against me. I'm an honorable man. But look, it was a good little week. Because I wasn't drinking on the weekend, I I felt like we just got up so early. Like Friday night, I actually went to bed at like a decent hour. Well, I sort of slept on the couch a little bit. I always fall asleep on the couch. I'm the king of the couch. It's my domain. I basically got to, I got my mail redirected to the couch. I'm always on it. And so I slept on the couch, woke up, went to bed like early-ish after midnight, whatever it was, 1, 2 in the morning. And then I think we were up at like 6, ungodly. We were doing like all the adulterated shit we were you know i didn't drink on the night before where do we end up on saturday morning fucking bunnings what the fuck was i doing at bunnings i don't i don't know how to use tools i don't know how to lift a finger in that in that sense of the word but we want to we want to we want to deck out the deck pun intended with some new furniture and shit like that so we were looking at the chairs and the coffee tables and the bullshit and the blah 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 and it's also fucking expensive like it becomes such a tight ass in there i'm like is that is that really worth a thousand dollars that really worth eight hundred dollars that fucking plasticky looking shit but nevertheless we were there at um 8 a.m or some stupid shit like that it was ridiculous and then we we went to get a coffee after that and we did went to shopping we wouldn't spend heaps of money on, on clothes and stuff like that and we just did like all these chores. It was like by like three o'clock and I watched the UFC. Uh, we went out, we went to the surf club, had some, you know, met some friends for some beers. We had Mexican for dinner and then we come home and watched uh, a movie, you know. So it was like just this long as fuck day. Same thing on Sunday. It was up at 4.20 a.m. We just were both wired at 4.20. Um, done, you know, we just were. That's the way it was. When you're not drinking, you you're up wide at 4:20 a.m. You're not just going to bed at 4:20 a.m. with a thousand schooners under your belt. It was a nice change, nice change of pace. We got up, watched the sunrise, beautiful. We went out there, you know, wankers taking heaps of Instagram videos, like letting people know that we were out there looking at the sunshine in our eyes, damaging our pupils. But you know, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful way to start the day. Had Arabella out there. That's probably the first sunrise we've. Uh, We've, we've let her see or we've taken her out to. So that was really cool. That was a nice little family uh, milestone. Wrote that down in a post that put it in our, our memory jar. We do that sort of shit. And again, just smashed it all day Sunday. I uh, was just awake and awake and awake. And we just kept doing, uh, you know, went to the markets, went here, went there, went everywhere. I run into a little uh, network marketing lady. I'm going to talk about that at some point in this show and touch on probably my my uh my very short but uh uh i don't even know the word for it not unethical not immoral that's that they're, they're too strong a words but uh my very short uh annoying career in, in mlm network marketing when i was climbing the the big pyramid and yeah that was it and then last night we uh we kicked it again bedish sort of early and then i'm back on monday you know so here we are for another week and that's the way it works so what has been happening i've got all the notes here in front of me again they're mismatched i've just i don't know what to talk about in what order tonight what order tonight we've we've done the weekend we've done the beers things I feel like I didn't have too much to talk about on the weekend. There was no stories. This is what happens when you don't have heaps of beers. There's, there's no real big glaring stories. You just talk about how healthy you were. I think what I will do, I've got a good news good news story that I'll talk about later in the show. Of course, I haven't done one of those for a little while. Friday night, what we did watch, I will talk about this, and I think I'll go sort of at length on this one, and this will probably divide the audience. Time for me to polarize the audience, I think, 
can't have you out all love him. You've got to challenge him in some way, shape, or form. But we watched a, um, a Netflix documentary called The Game Changers on Friday night. It uh, look I it was about how would, how would I how would I describe it twenty five words or less. It was basically about veganism, plant based lifestyle. Those are uh, those. I don't want to say they're just buzzwords because they're not. They're much more than that. They're ways of life for people, um, and they're also they're also words that enrage people for some reason. Um, I, I'm not speaking for my my own behalf because it, those words don't enrage me. I'm a pretty self-aware person, but they really do get people rolled up. Just a quick note: Frank's in the room with me, snoring his fucking little sausage head off. I may have to kick him out. It's really putting me off here. I'm going to keep going, but I might pause it in a sec to get the little bastard out of here. But but game changes. Watched it Friday night. Look, I'll do a little review on it, and then we'll 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 talk like what we got out of it and things like that. I really liked it though. Firstly, look, I'm not going to give it like a ten out of ten, one out of ten, any of that sort of shit. It was very good. Uh, I, I I don't know veganism and plant-based lifestyles that well of course everybody knows about it we know what it is entails and things like that i've got vegan friends i'd I'd like to know from the vegan friends or the plant-based friends what they prefer to be referred as if they if they do it i i one thing i don't like about um any food related topic is the is the titles around food related topics you know what i mean i know that like since since the, I guess I don't know. Again, you know, I'm out of my element here, but I, I'm, I'm just, I'm spitballing here. This is what we do on the podcast. We, we work off the top of my fucking head. But I, I'm assuming words like veganism and plant based, you know, and and keto and paleo diet, uh, you know, carnivore diet. All these things just people like to box themselves in, and people like to box other people in more so. So. I eat food, right? I generally eat food. Some days I'll be a vegetarian without even thinking about it because there's no meat in the fridge or there's no nothing in the food. Look, half the week we probably even fucking eat vegan meals or plant-based meals without even thinking about it. I'm sure a lot of people do. It's just the fact that you like to box yourself in. So if I use the word vegan or plant-based numerous times in the next little while, I'm sorry because just the words they kind of annoy me to say over and over again. That's not a dig at anyone that is a vegan or plant based because it's just a thing. I'm sure they just do it. They choose that lifestyle because they they like it for numerous reasons. But look, very good documentary. As said, Beck and I we're very self aware people. We have watched a few different documentaries and we watch documentaries on all sorts of shit. We've watched a few of the Pete Evans ones on the paleo diet. The food docos on Netflix are really good, I think, and I think they're really. Uh, good informative bits of um, film and things like that. For some reason, though, this this particular one, the game changes for me. It was the best one, the best one on the topic of uh, veganism I have ever seen. I I just thought a few little things. I thought it was very non-preachy. Um, a, a lot of a lot of these things can come off quite bias um, and quite. You know, look, there's there's an agenda there. I don't care what anyone says, and it's not a hidden agenda. It's it's an agenda that's right in front of your face. When you walk into a, a documentary about any particular topic, I feel like, you know, the director, the writers, whatever it will be, they're, they're generally trying to sway you on that opinion. And I'm like, I totally get that. I'm cool with that. Some people get offended by that. They're like annoyed that that I can't believe that I'm watching this vegan documentary and they're promoting a vegan lifestyle. How dare they? Like, oof. No shit, Sherlock. Of course, that's what they're fucking promoting. It's a vegan documentary, you cockhead. So, yeah, I get it if it's biased, unbiased, whatever the fuck it may be. Again, I didn't think this was an unbiased or a biased documentary, sorry. It was very informative. One thing that I think they really captured and hit the nail on the head with was, um, look, I didn't know firstly it was done by UFC fighter James uh, James Wilkes, ex-UFC fighter. So from an athlete's point of view i thought it was really good i've not really seen that done in any vegan documentaries i've I've watched before and he you know he kind of highlighted a lot of different i know like some of the producers were like lewis hamilton the f1 driver novak Djokovic, the tennis player like arnold schwarzenegger was a he was in it for a little bit he was he's one of the producers but it was just good they like i thought it was really cool how they hone into uh like himself as a ufc fighter and athlete they they have the diaz born nate diaz there's a little I had to laugh. I'm a Conor McGregor fan. I'm a Nate Diaz fan as well. And um, 
there was definitely like a slide dig at Conor McGregor in here. They 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 highlight uh, the Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz one fight, and if you, I remember it, I remember seeing it clear as day. Connor talks about eating steaks and things like that. Steak, steaks for lunch. Now he goes steaks for breakfast, steaks for lunch, steaks for brunch. So he's you know joking about eating steaks, and then of course Nate Diaz, he's a he's he's a vegan or plant based, whatever you want to call it, and uh, yeah, they really sort of highlight that whole thing. So whether that's what it is or not, but um, again, they're trying to push a vegan lifestyle here, you know. So I thought it was really cool how they did that you know they had another boxer on there they had a an australian runner they had like pretty much a whole nfl team on there um they had this old dude he was like in his late 60s this and he was fucking tough as nails hey the guy was cut like a sunday roast and um he was he he teaches martial arts and fitness and things like that i think it was like 69 he was fucking just like the guy was felt and it was just really cool, so I liked that aspect of it. And and basically, a lot of these athletes, which which I thought was cool, they were just coming from a point of, I'm so fucking. That was right. They had this runner that run the Appalachian Trail. It was like a 46 day run. It was fucking ridiculous. And the guy did it in like record time. It's meant to take you like some stupid amount of time, and he's done it in like an eighth of that. Um, there was a cyclist as well, but they what 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 i thought it was cool and and this is this is again different things for you know different strokes for different folks all, all these athletes but basically like i'm so hell bent on you know becoming the perfect athlete right and the fact that this particular diet makes me a better athlete i'm sticking with it and i thought that was really cool and from that you know getting into it they then have like their ethical standpoints with the animals they have their environmental standpoints uh, you know, with climate change and pollution and things like that. Again, I'm pretty uneducated in these sort of things. You know, I feel like I do my research on little things, but, uh, you know, it's good to watch these sort of things. If, you, if you're interested in watching them, take something from them. I don't ever sit there and I'm not one of those fucking idiots that watches it and goes, yeah, but I love bacon because that's a very stupid, insecure way to look at something like that, which happens a lot, mind you. I... Uh, I've got a mate, uh, Johnny P. He he's a he is a when I say he's a vegan, he's a fucking staunch ass vegan. And uh, we were just chatting in the last few days. So we told him he was going to watch this film, and he wants to take us out to a couple of vegan restaurants up near us, where there's heaps around. I'm down for that, Johnny. If you if you do listen, I hope you do listen. But I want to get him on the podcast because I want to chew his ear off about this sort of stuff because he's 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 nice and opinionated. And I, but I feel like he's well educated and well uh, read on the topic so i want to get him on hear his thoughts about it and you know chew his ear off and hit him up with some random ass questions about it but it was just um it was just really cool they the one the one guy that uh there was two there was a couple of different people in that really stuck out to me they had this vegan strongman on there i think his name was patrick bubamium or something like that he's a He's like a, I don't know, he's Israeli, he's like a Middle Eastern looking guy of some sort, but he's got these massive fucking mutton chops, he's ridiculous looking, but he's he's strong and he holds all these like different world records, so that was really cool, and there was a couple of cool quotes that he said, um, I think they put it in the fucking trailer if you've seen the trailer, but it was like, you know, how do you get as strong as an ox without eating meat, and his rebuttal was, have you ever seen an ox eating meat? <laughs> You know, they're just like cheeky little one-liners and stuff, but they're kind of accurate, you know what I mean, in a way. Again, don't shoot me carnivores. I just like to, I'm aware, we like to fucking cover everything. And there was this, so he was pretty cool. He was very cool. You know, he held a lot of records and that was cool. The the one thing, and this is the the best thing about the documentary, I thought, this one badass motherfucker, his name is uh, Damien Mander. And I think he's been on the Rich Roll podcast. He's done a TED Talk. I haven't watched it yet. I've got it sitting here like ready to go. But he, um, this guy was just like 100% badass. And there was, just listening to him, it was cool. Firstly, he was an Aussie, right? So um, shout out the Aussies because there's something about the way that we speak. I feel like the, the bullshit is just cut away and it's just delivered to the just the pure guts of what we want. And he everything he said just made 100% sense to me. So basically, this guy—I I only know what I've read just quickly and seen from the documentary—but basically, he was like a, an Australian SEAL, an army dude. He'd done like a shit ton of tours of Iraq and Afghanistan and things like that. He was just one of those guys that you could tell was very, very 
into that lifestyle, like in terms of he needed to be in a, in a, in kind of like a war zone, in a fight, you know, like an adventure or something like that. He was just that way programmed. You could tell. So basically, his words, not mine, was you know when he got home from the last tour of Iraq or whatever he fucking did, he was looking for his next adventure. So and I don't know what where how he sort of stumbled into this, but he ended up liquidating his life savings, moving to Africa, a part of Africa, and setting up like an anti-poaching organization. And he basically trains uh, young African men and women, actually there's a lot of women, um, to to sort of, um, I don't want to say, like he's basically trained these guys to fucking be killers, right? And, and, and fucking hunt the hunters. If there's any poachers in, the, in their fucking neck of the woods, these anti-poachers, they're taking them out. That's basically his uh, his his fucking thing, you know, which is very cool. I thought this guy stands for something, you know what I mean? He stands for something. I I don't get poaching. I don't really get hunting in that sense of the word. Like I I, I understand that if people have hunted an animal and they're gonna kill it and eat it, and if that's the purpose, then I, and I I get that right. There's some sort of some sort of honor or merit in that. These wankers that like go overseas, pay money to shoot a a lion or an elephant or a giraffe, just shoot them dead, take a fucking photo, get their fat mug on, you know, update their Facebook profile picture with this poor animal, this defenseless animal. They're wankers, like dead set fucking air stealers. I hate them. And these people that and they they talk about it, um, how much these rhino tusks and and these elephant tusks were. It's ridiculous money, which is like. I don't get it. It's a weird, it's like a weird fucking fetish. I just, I can't get into, you know, I get into pegging before I get into fucking stealing a rhino horn to put on my mantle. Like that's just some weird fucking gronked out shit. But anyway, these pieces of shit out there are doing that. And then there's these, these legends, these modern warriors, not my words. This is what he's been, you know, uh, tainted as this guy. Don't think I use tainted in the right sense of the word there. Sorry about that. Modern Warrior, that's what they're calling him. Damien Manda, check it out. I'm going to do his TED Talk. I'm going to listen to it. But he just had some really good quotes around this. Um, He was just such a fucking badass, you know what I mean? He Just the way he summed up everything. He was like, look, I'd go out in the day. I'd I'd protect one animal, you know. I'd, I'd, I'd be dead against people hunting it, killing it, things like that. But then I'd go home and I'd eat an animal. You know, and he just thought he sat back. And he says in the documentary, "Watch it." I'm not going to ruin the documentary for you, but he was just like, it was, it was fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? And uh, just the way he said that, I was like, yeah, that's true. You know, like I've got, a, I've got Frankie at home. I love Frank, little fucking snoring Frank. And you know, I would never harm him, never hurt him, never fucking eat him. God forbid, never eat Frank. But you know, you'd easily eat a roast chook or a, or a roast lamb or a bit of bacon or something like that. I have often thought that's a little bit hypocritical of us and it's a little bit hypocritical of human beings to to just determine that. And I don't know where someone got off just determining that, like, oh, it's okay to do this and it's okay it's okay to it's okay to pat these animals and it's okay to chew these animals. I always find it it's disgusting, don't get me wrong, but I always find it kind of funny or ironic when you know, China has these dog meat festivals and things like that, and people are totally up in arms about it. But, like, I just sort of think, okay, look, yes, while dogs are very much household pets and things like that, what's the difference? Do you know what I mean? It's only because your society says we can eat this but not eat that. And, again, look, I'm not an activist or anti-anything really, but like I do have a brain on my head and I do use it to think and I do use my mouth to speak and I use my ears to listen. And, you know, I'm entitled to my opinion and things like that. I, I do think that factory farming is a, is a heinous process. I can't really get down with that. But again, I'm a hypocrite because I say that, but I, I have eaten factory farm food. I'm sure we all have. Anyone that's eaten meat has done it, you know? So look... I'm not getting on my horse. I just thought this is a good documentary. I saw it. Off the back of that, actually, here's one more quote. This this was really cool. This Damien Manda, he, he's a badass. You got to watch it. I'm not going to ruin any more of the documentary for you guys. I want go check it out if you're interested. But there's this quote I found online: "Animals are the most vulnerable that we have. If anyone should be defending them, it should be us guys leading from the front. That's what being a real, real man is." Anti poacher Damien Manda. 
The guy's a badass. And look, I wouldn't fuck with the guy. No way. Not whatsoever. But go and check it out. Off the back of that, actually, ironically, we were eating a vegetarian meal on Friday night. We were not eating a vegan meal because Beck, she comes up with these recipes sometimes and some are good. It's a bit hit and miss, I've got to be honest. And um, it's okay, I can say this because we have a very open relationship when it comes to uh, her cooking. And she wanted to do a fucking eggplant parmigiana type thing. I don't really like eggplant at the best of times, but look, if she's going to, uh, my, my rule for myself is if she's going to put it on the table, I'm going to eat it and be grateful about it, you know? So, of course, she's then doused it in parmesan cheese and Italian herbs and done this, tried to really spice it up and dress it up for me. And look, we gave her a little, we, 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 we hung a little bit of shit on, on, on the meal, but in all honesty, Becky, it was a, it was a great little eggplant parmigiana. And you made the only eggplant parmigiana I'd ever want to eat. So, I appreciate that, but that was Friday night, what is it, Monday evening, Beck, since that meal has, we we tell a lie, we did have some Oreo Cornettos, uh, kind of during the movie, a bit hypocritical hypocritical of us, Uh, I I wasn't really caring too much at that point, but I thought, fuck, I've got the Oreo Cornettos in here, I've got to get them out of the house, and we just paid a lot of $7 for these, four Cornettos, so, but Beck hasn't eaten any animal products since then. So she's going on like Saturday, Sunday, Monday. She's only three days in, 72 hours in. She's she's like a new woman. But we we did, I ate quite a few vegan meals over the weekend. And I said to Beck, look, we've got, that's got some eggs in the fridge. We've got a whole bunch of like prep meals. I got meat and things in them. Let me, let me, you know, fuck, they're already made. Someone's died for this. You know, a little animals have died for this anyway. I might as well fucking do them a solid and get it in get it done, get it eaten. And then I said, look, we'll, we'll crack the, we'll try the plant-based stuff. You know, I'm, I am interested in it for numerous reasons. I, for me, from a big health point of view, I, I know, like, again, I know a lot of vegans, they seem very, very healthy. Um, and look, there's a lot of keto people that say they're healthy. There's a lot of paleo people, a lot of carnivals, all this sort of shit. I've tried a few different sort of diet types and, um, look, some have made me feel good. Some have made me feel shit. Um, this, this for me, I think will, will be a good little challenge because I, when I hear the words plant-based, I do associate it with like quote unquote healthy food, you know, plants, things like that, broccoli, kale, all that shit. And if I'm going to be eating all that, I feel like I'm going to be healthy. I'm not drinking in the house anymore. So I've cut my drinking right right back. Um, I, I just found that like when I was, you know, doing other diets or, or meal plans and things like that, I would stray. I found it really easy to stray off that. This, I feel, like is going to hold me a lot more accountable because I feel like it's hard to, harder, sorry, to go and get crappy vegan or, or plant-based meals and stuff like that. So, and Beck's been, like, totally healthy with it. J- just for example, um, and it, look, it hasn't been that hard to me. I know we've only a couple of days in and I've have, I have eaten meat, but if, we, if we've gone to an establishment, for example, we went to... We were shopping on Sunday, Saturday, buying some clothes, spending all that fucking money, and we went to Guzman and Gomez. I went there because I really wanted a Corona, and that's why we went there. I don't know if I told Beck at the time, but that that was my, uh, you know, that was my motive. Let's get the GYG because I need a fucking Corona because I can't drink beer at home anymore. So I'm looking for every fucking second establishment that sells beer on the on the streets now. We went in there. It was easy. It was an easy choice. There was like five or six different meat options. They had one burrito, char, grilled vegetables, and guacamole. Easy, done. Let's order that. Two of those. Beck goes, hey, we don't want cheese in these, right? And uh, she was like, oh, we have this vegan cheese alternative. Yeah, cool. Fucking chuck that in there. Done. Easy. Honestly, it was a it was a perler of a burrito. It was such a nice burrito. There are always good burritos there, but all I'm saying is it was it was an easy choice. I didn't even think about it. And it wasn't because I didn't think we were riding high on the documentary at that point. Maybe we were, maybe we weren't. I don't know. But it was just easy. I thought, well, it's on there. And and again, another thing that they put in the documentary is that they sort of, they stress that, look, if you want to make this choice, don't fucking crucify yourself. If you go, I'm going to plant, go plant-based right now. And then, you know, in a week from now, you have some meat products. It's not about that. It's just like, you know, baby steps, one step at a time. You know, I thought, fuck it. 
if I every time I've gone to GYG, I've always eaten a, a pork, a bit of fish, a bit of you know chicken, and and the cheese and stuff like that. I made a, a slight adjustment. Really, that's all it was. It was a slight adjustment. Still got the kroner in, which is really what I was there for in the in the in the fucking main reason, you know. And it was beautiful. I really liked it. Really rated it. Didn't feel heavy after it. Didn't feel shit after it. Um, then that was it. So look. I am going to circle back on this, and anyone that listens to this and wants to challenge me, has some thoughts around it, I'd be interested to hear it. Um, look, don't ask me where I'm going to get my protein from. I'm just going to start eating a whole bunch of plants and just see how I go. People people love that. Where are you getting your protein from? Uh, where are you getting your iron from? Um, motherfucker, in all the shit that I'm going to eat. I love a lot of people that say that too. It's like you look at them and they're just, they're definitely not a uh, walking billboard for health, mind you. Most of these people look like they've just uh, rolled out of the KFC drive through and they're telling me where, where do I get protein and stuff from. Oh, fucking hell. I'm telling you, I'm just going to eat a whole bunch of fucking plants. And if I feel better, I'm going to stick with it. That that really is my first cab off the rank. I got to I gotta look after Numero Uno. That's my main thing. I always say to Beck, I've got this little quote. Little saying at home, you know, when you're on an airplane and they do the they do the little uh, demonstration at the start, and they say before adjusting your child's oxygen mask, make sure that yours is fit yourself because you'll be no fucking good to your kid if you haven't fit yours. You're halfway through tying on little Billy's oxygen mask, you fucking just turn blue, lost it. Then you're sacrificing little Billy too because you're an idiot. You didn't fix your own mask first. So I always say to Beck, Becky, I've got to fucking fix my own oxygen mask before I can adjust yours. So. I'm a little bit selfish in that way, but look, Beck's doing it as well too. Again, my motto is if she's going to put the food on the table, I'm going to fucking be grateful for it and eat it. So if she wants to make fucking plant-based dishes every day, I'm going to do it. Had a plant-based breakfast. Uh, I had pork for lunch because that was one of the meals. Um, and then we had uh, plant-based dinner. So look, I've eaten meat like once a day. Easy. It was pretty easy. You know, if it wasn't in the fridge, I would have had something else. But anyway, that was me. How was that soapbox? I hope I haven't lost any fans after just speaking my mind there. I did think it was really cool. It was a lot of things. Actually, all the things I've written down on my notes, they're kind of very similar to that in a way. No, not really. Let's talk music. Firstly, how good's music? Fucking love it. Shout out music, you sexy son of a bitch. Idols. I think they're my new favorite band. If you haven't heard Idols, go and check them out. I've got to be honest, it probably took me a few spins of uh, a couple of songs to get into them, but the more and more I listen to them, the more and more I fucking love them. I would describe, they're like a post-hardcore, post-punk, never really know what the whole post thing means. I know it means, you know, there's pre and post, I get that, but is it like the punk after the punk? Because I feel like it punk never stopped, it just it just transformed, but anyway... I digress. It's post-hardcore, post-punk. That's what they've boxed. Uh, that's what the critics have boxed them in as. To me, I just think it's like very beautiful, ugly music. It's it's uh, it's all over the shop. It's eclectic. It's interesting. There was just this whole album, um, the new album. There's just so many really really good tracks on there, and they just talk about like serious sort of issues. They got this one track though. It just keeps sticking in my fucking mind. It's called uh, Samaritans, right? I'm going to read the lyrics out because it's not a very long song. I uh, urge you to listen to it, especially men. I urge men to listen to it. These guys, they're so outspoken. And they look like top blokes too. They dress fucking like cool cunts. Um, they have beers and stuff. They go ape shit on stage. They look good. One of the guys is a dentist and he pretty much gets around and boxes on stage. If that's not how you live, you should live your life, I don't know how to live my life. But anyway, I'm going to read it out. This song's called Samaritan and this, this basically is, uh, here we go, song is about masculinity and how it's an illness, Talbot, which is a singer, refers to it as when introducing the song live. So, yeah, that's what he said. This song is about the disease in the brain called masculinity. So it's it's a real, this song's a real dig at masculinity, toxic masculinity, you know, how men sort of see themselves or how, sorry, how society sort of portrays men as how they should see themselves, you know. I'm going to read this out. So he goes, Man up, sit down, chin up, pipe down. Socks up, don't cry, drink up, just lie. Grow some balls, he said, grow some balls. They repeat that again, pre-chorus. The mask of masculinity is a mask, a mask that's wearing me. The mask, the mask, the mask. 
I'm doing this song a disjustice, by the way. The way he sings it and the way they carry on in this song is fucking, it's beautiful. Chorus, I'm a real boy boy and I cry. I love myself and I want to try. This is why you never see your father cry. This is why you never see your father. That's very, when you when you say it like that, it's a very quick song. To me, I don't know, what it, when I first heard that song, those lyrics, they hit me. That I was like, yes. I was like, I am a guy, and I don't want to say I struggle with masculinity. I feel like I have a, I know myself fairly well now, you know what I mean? I, I know that I'm not uh, a man's man. There's definitely very mannish qualities about me. I, I don't know how to put up a tent, but I love a fucking good game of NRL. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I don't really crave bacon like a lot of the quote-unquote men out there. You know, give me a, a soon enough, give me a delicious little tofu kale salad. And uh, but you know, look, I love a good uh, hard face smashing event of UFC. So look, there's definitely quote-unquote man traits about me, and then not, of course, but. What it what is masculine? He doesn't mean it, you know. That quote of Damien Manders, I think, is good. Uh, to me, being a man is. And I am a man. We're all anyone with a penis is a man. It's just how you feel about yourself if it makes you a man or not. You know, to to me, being a man is addressing the issues that you have, issues that arise in your life, and how you deal with them. You know, standing up for what you believe in, not following the crowd. You know, not being a, a sheep. You know, we, we might have done that when we were kids, when we were finding our feet, you know, bullies, we're dealing with bullies and shit like that. And, but, you know, I know that, like, just t- touching on the, the vegan thing, if, if I walked out of this house tomorrow and told a couple of people that I was vegan or they asked me, I said, hey, mate, here, have some of this bacon. I said, oh, no, thanks. Why not? Oh, I'm trying out this vegan thing. And people go, oh, but bacon's so good. And what's going on? But you're a man. Eat a steak and blah, 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 blah. That shit doesn't bother me. I, I don't know. I'm probably going to cop a lot of shit. That shit doesn't bother me. I love jokes. I fucking hang some shit on people when I can, and they hang it back on me. If I'm not getting shit hung on me, then look, you know, for whatever. Life's not too bad. So that's how I would sum up being a man. But um, check them out, Idols. I put their song Great on my King's 10 playlist last week, and... I might. I'll probably put Samaritans on uh, on on this new playlist because it's fucking good. So raw, so animalistic. They're very animalistic in their in their presence on stage, but they just look like some fucking English hipsters. They all look a bit different. They all look like uh, they all look like members of a band. As fucking stupid as that sounds, like all different members of a band, you know. And uh, they make up this like eclectic, animalistic, raw. Beautiful, ugly crew. Idols, check it out. I'm gonna they've got a cool hat online, I'm gonna buy that. But yeah, hats. I'm all about hats nowadays. Hats Greatest Hits just did a Vegemite campaign. Vegemite have just released the corduroy hat, corduroy cap, $29.95 or four easy afterpay installments. Look, I'll probably go the afterpay route. Just put it on the afterpay. Don't tell Becky about it. Just wait till the hat gets here. I think that's how we're gonna roll. But look. Check him out. Check out Idols, please, for any real music fan out there. I know there's a lot of fucking fakers that just like it in the background. I don't. I like it deep in my ear holes, and I like it doing something for me. What else has been happening? I'm going to fucking finish up soon. I'm going to finish up with a good news story. There's two sort of, two-ish sort of good, good news stories, to be honest. I saw this video that was shared on Facebook. I don't know if it was a viral video or whatever. Basically, it was it was on this Power Positivity page, I think, like a family friend shared it. I clicked on it. Some videos, there's a lot of bullshit on there, but there's some really, really cl- classic sort of stuff. This um, this video was just just about talking to strangers, right? And it was uh, small moments can make a big difference. Let's talk more. So this guy, he was like, you know, when you see the you're at a shopping center and they've got those sort of couchy things set up and people go and sit there and they all, generally speaking, I'm guilty of this too, they're just sitting there playing on their phone, like looking at their phone, kind of going, do not talk to me, anybody. And this guy sort of did a little social experiment just to make it, like his thing, he was he was going in there obviously on purpose to talk to people, film it and just sort of check their reactions and see what, see what he could drum up. And some people were really welcoming at the start, some people were standoffish, but by the end of it, everybody was really welcoming and everybody was really glad that they had the conversation. And then as he left the conversation, those people that were on either side of him then started talking. You know, they're talking about everything, just little things, you know. One of them was talking about how no one talks to him because he's old, which was 
kind of sad to think that because I, I love old people. I feel like you learn a lot from old people. Uh, one lady was eating a prawn sandwich and she was talking about how much she loves this particular prawn sandwich. We wouldn't eat another, another establishment's prawn sandwich. I myself do love a prawn sandwich, love, so I can relate to that. Um, little things like that. I just thought it was... I don't know why it struck a chord with me. I feel like I'm getting uh, sentimental, more sentimental in my old age. And I... Little things like that, they just sort of warm my heart. I like those videos. Um, I used to, I feel like I used to be a pessimistic person, I've got to be honest. Uh, I, I'm now trying to be really optimistic. I'm still got traits of pessimism, don't worry about that. But I I like these videos. These small moments can make a difference. Let's talk more. I'm fucking on here talking. I love talking. I say it every week. But when I see videos like that, I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's really cool. That's, uh, that's warm the cockles of my heart. So. I'll try and, I don't know how I'll share that, just YouTube it, Power of Positivity, talking to people, small talk in shopping centers, things like that. Those social experiments, they seem so interesting, don't they? That was a cool video. Good news. Let's end on some good news. The other thing that I saw this week was Dylan Dennis. I'm just looking at my notes here. Dylan Dennis, MMA fighter, BJJ specialist black belt he uh he's people might know him as like conor mcgregor's sort of protege type thing they get around a lot i know conor mcgregor brought him into um i think it must have been the nate diaz two camp that's when they started started hanging around each other they're real they're real top dudes everybody knows dylan dennis he was the one that khabib flew out of the cage with the fucking big eagle fucking drop kick on him and dennis tried to punch him and things like that so he's now in bellator and um Look, I like the guy. I do. He's got a real cocky sort of image about him. He's got uh, look. Look, firstly, he looks cool. So that's it. That's a cool thing. So he's going to divide people like that. Some people just go, yeah, I love him because he looks cool. And people go, like, fuck, he looks cool. I fucking hate him. You know what I mean? Again, I don't really get that sort of shit. But he he is he's cool. You know, and he's got this real sort of arrogant persona about him. I don't think he's like that in real life. It's just he's trying to sell himself. Basically, like Conor McGregor did. They just put these kind of what could seem like obnoxious quotes out there i don't think they're obnoxious they're just like self-belief you know you got to have that as a fighter you also got to be humble as well and and i can see that he's humble in a lot of ways because while people love judging him and 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 also so he gets so much hate on some of his comments but he has been sharing these videos lately and i can look to be honest i can't watch half of them they make me fucking sick to my stomach but they're basically just of like a kid or a high school or a primary school kid and they're being bullied usually by a group of other kids and they he he, he gets the films i don't know where the fuck he gets the films from and he posts them you know does a bit of a spiel about it saying hey let, let me get in touch with the kid and uh you know this is disgusting you know fuck bullies all this sort of shit which i agree look we need bullies we need bullies to thrive don't get me wrong but it's still still pretty sickening to see when a kid is you know getting beaten up or you know something like that just i don't like i love fighting i get that one-on-one fighting works you know what i mean but it's got to be an honest thing there needs to be a reason for the fight i don't like seeing anyone get bullied like that i don't like seeing anyone get beaten up like unfairly it's just don't be a cocky don't be like that don't be a bully and basically, this one video, it's sort of gone viral. It's obviously gone viral off the back of Dylan Dennis's comments and, and posting it too. But he was basically like, look, I want to get in touch with this kid. Someone put me in touch with this kid. I'm going to pay for his BJJ lessons. I will, I will sort of tutor him, mentor him. And I just want to show this kid that this is how you protect yourself and, and this is how you learn, um, you know, life skills and things like that I, again i don't know if danis was maybe bullied himself or if so it obviously has struck a chord somewhere i mean it's good too that he's you know it's hitting him where you know in the right in the field so to speak and uh and he and he wants to do something about it and he's in a position where he can do something about it so to me and this is people that don't like him you know they're now liking him i feel because out of all the cockiness all the arrogance all the stuff the self-promotion things like that that the flashy posts you know uh, shout out he's got a fit ass girlfriend he's doing a lot of bum shots so thanks a lot Dennis I appreciate that and anyway he literally got in touch with his kid he did a post like maybe like a week later this kid's like dressed up in the in the gi he's all got the little white belt on and stuff this little uh, little kid with the glasses I wear glasses too I I um I felt him I felt him there and it was just cool you know 
and people just like praise him and I thought man that is a that's a really really cool thing to do I really appreciated that I I love it when people uh, you know in these positions of um power quote unquote power they use it for something good whether they like it or not they they are thrust into a role model position in life and I'm not saying that they have to honor it and things like that but people do look up to them you know what I mean I have fucking look up to certain people you know and for different reasons numerous reasons you know and um and you, and you want to see them do well you know what I mean um like for I I, used to, I looked up to Conor McGregor you know for that whole fitness year I I I really got into that mindset you know and I looked up to him that's why I saw him punch that old man I was just so gutted I was like oh no but look shout out Dylan Dennis that was really really cool I thought that was awesome man so yeah more power to you more more of that one topic I need to I want to just quickly cover it real quick (laughs) this is probably a standalone podcast if I did it right I keep saying this network marketing and shit I mentioned a few times friends that friends that listen to the podcast know that i got a little bit involved with herbalife for about a year uh, i took the products helped me lose weight yeah shout out herbalife thanks for that and then i got into the business and uh, coincidentally annoyed the fuck out of people uh, didn't realize it at the time because you were so um brainwashed i feel like you're brainwashed yourself even because you're just so far gone but it was annoying as fuck and there was just a couple things that happened this week i just want to touch on it I should do a full thing. I want to do it with Milky, actually, because we, we sort of were into it together, and I'm sure he has his topics on it and stuff. And look, I don't want to offend too many people, because I know still people that are, I consider good friends that are still involved in some way, shape, or form, and that's fine. Again, look, people got to have their opinions and stuff like that. But um, this lady yesterday, we were at this fucking like wellness fair from a friend, you know, and this we were on the way out, right? We had the Arabella. She was losing it a little bit. So I said to Beck, let's get the fuck out of here. We'll go home. I'm going to catch up with and smash a thousand beers with Devin in like an hour. I said, we'll go to this acupuncture yoga lady, get some information because I want I want to get some acupuncture done for numerous reasons. When I get it done, I'll talk about that. But we're awkwardly waiting to get to this lady. This fucking old duck comes up out of nowhere. I'm an old duck. She's probably, you know, 65 or whatever. It looked all right. And <laughs> she's offered Beck a fucking chocolate protein ball, the biggest, the biggest kicker. And... Anyway, actually, I don't know if that was fucking plant-based, Beck. Just thinking about it out loud. Don't know if it was vegan, but I have to check that out. And anyway, she's gone, here, do you want chocolate protein ball? I said, no, fuck no, I don't want one. Beck's gone, oh, okay, sort of felt compelled because she loves the sweets. And the course, just the classic. I looked around and it was this product, Arbonne, and I was like, oh, I know this has got the network marketing brush or tart all over it, you know, and... Of course she's out there and she's just straight into the spiel, you know. Oh, this is so good. The protein ball, blah, 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 blah. What do you use on your skin? And just asking all these questions. And, oh, have you ever heard about Arbonne? How did you hear about us? And I knew that my mum had given me some fucking muesli bars once. And I was like, yeah, we've heard of you guys. And she's like, oh, how did you hear about us? Just classic one-on-one. And it just had these just numb flashbacks from like 2016. And, and wanted, you know, our details, wanted this, wanted that. She was fully questioning Beck on like her skin routine it was just like so pushy you know what I mean we were clearly like the body language was like look we've got a kind of screaming six months old we want to get the fuck out of here let us go you know what I mean like consider us prisoners and the doors are open let us get the fuck out freedom Uh, so they're just you're just so annoying that's what it was. And it just really made me like, oh, think back to my days. And I was just like, God, I must have been so annoying there for a while. Some people have said, yeah, you're a little bit annoying. Most people said, no, you're not not that annoying. But two days before that, I had a friend that had, he he must have been listening to my podcast because I mentioned this horror movie, Three from Helen and how I was going to go see it. Anyway, he's listened to the podcast. Obviously, I don't have his number. He's found a stream for the movie. And he sent it through to me. He said, hey, man, found this, listen to the podcast, you know, save some money, blah, blah, blah. I'm watching it tonight. And his first thing was like, oh, lol, Herbalife. I've clicked into the, the you know, I'm reading it. You know, Facebook does that thing where you can see like the first sentence, but then you click into it. The last fucking message I'd sent him, it was like 7th of the 9th, 2016, 1.31 p.m. I'm going to read it out. This is, I'm a little bit embarrassed about this, but I don't give a fuck because whatever it happened. But this is what I said to him, right? He was training for a bodybuilding comp at this time. This is me who used to be uh, a chubby as fuck alcoholic 
drinking all the time. I've now taken some shakes, lost about 13 kilos, and all of a sudden I'm some sort of nutrition expert. Here we go. Hey, big dog, how you going? You still smashing the gym? I know just the right nutrition... (laughs) I know just the right nutrition to jump on when you are ready to get G'd up for the big comp, wink face. The level of arrogance in the wink face gets me every fucking time. In all seriousness, though, we would love to. Che- I would love to chew your ear off a little bit about it if you are keen to hear about it. I love the products, but the business opportunity is where it's at, man. Let me know if you are keen to hear anything about it. Fuck me dead. I hadn't seen that message since I sent it in 2016. He obviously hadn't read the fucking thing either. And it was just like, I was just so like, oh, you know, when you get that cringy, furry feeling in your stomach, you're like, oh, I've made a weird little mistake here. It was just so, so weird just having that. I literally was like a NARM flashback. I, I th- I'm going to have to, I'm going to talk to Milky, see if he wants to do it with me. If not, I'm going to write down a whole bunch of notes. But did seeing that message, seeing this chick just annoy the fuck out of me and a couple other things have just cropped up in this last week. It's just so, ugh, just even thinking about it, I get that weird feeling deep down in my gut yet again. Uh, I wish I had a, a nice crafty pail out in the house just to fucking drown it out, but I don't. I'm going to just drink water and purge it up. But, oh, man, it was just, yeah, look, I just want to, look, firstly, glad that I lost weight, glad that the, the, the product helped me lose weight at the time, whatever, so, you know, it, it was what it is. I, I went that way because my best friend was doing it at the time. He looked great. That's why I went there. You know what I mean? When I was told I could make 90 bucks off doing certain things, I needed I seriously needed 90 bucks cash at the time. And that's how I fell into the business. And from there, you just you just start brainwashing yourself and, and whatnot. I mean, but, oh, man, look, I just want to apologize to anyone that I fucking annoyed. I know some people thought I helped them and stuff like that. And if I did, that's cool. But... Yeah, do one of these things as you grow up. You just you learn and you change, and uh, one of those things, you know. But look, I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna try and get through it. I don't even know if I want to get through it. The, sometimes I think, yeah, this would be pretty funny in parts, and sometimes I think, oh, fuck that. But this lady just sort of got on my goat that day. The sh- the short fuse was really burning that day. Anyway, look, I'm rambling here. Episode twenty. That's another one in the bag. Just clocked over the bloody 51 minute mark. Can you believe it? I was happy with that episode. I feel like I covered a lot of uh, a lot of good topics on that one. The veganism might, might polarize the audience a bit. Any feedback you got, anything you want to ask me about, anything, anything at all, hit me up. I am going to get back to you. And, uh, and yeah. Listen, that's me, the king of the couch, signing off episode 20. Thank you for lending me your ear holes for another week. I hope you have a great week. I'll catch up with you next week for episode 21. Bye-bye.